0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Design Rant. Design Rant is a platform brought to you by designers at Forest Interactive. Ever wanted to know what UX design is and how to implement it properly? How to ask users questions and how to ask the right questions and everything and everything regarding product design. This podcast is for you. You can follow us on Spotify, Red Circle, YouTube. And if you want the visuals, check out our YouTube channel, Design Rant. Now, please enjoy the talk. All right, welcome everybody. Welcome to our new KSS after a couple of weeks of hiatus from the UX team. We're back with another KSS session. Hopefully, you find this informative. Hopefully, you find this interesting and you might be able to use it not only in things involving product, but in other endeavors as well. Today, we want to talk about how to conduct user interviews. User interviews is pretty an essential part of doing a user research. So you need to be able to articulate and you need to be able to get proper data for your product and what you're doing. So that way you can make proper decisions based on that. So first of all, what is user, what is this user interviews? What's the purpose of it? User interviews is, are typically performed with the potential users of, the, um, users of a design or a prototype or an idea as part of an ideation phase or during early concept development. Now, that part of it says that regarding regarding phase of the during early concept development is a little bit arbitrary because you can do user interviews throughout the whole process. But general term, this is what it means. You prepare a number of topics to cover and record it, uh, record what is said in the interview and analyze the conversation after the interview. You ask the user certain questions, you gather certain uh, data, you make a decision based on that data. When can we do user interviews? We can do it at all stages, ideation stages, which is where you find the people who have problems that fit the idea. Basically, it's very essential to do this at the very beginning of the whole process, because if you don't um, have a, proper clue about your market, proper clue about your users, then why are you design Who are you designing it for? You're not designing it only just for yourself. You're designing for people to be able to use it. Then you have the prototype, which you have to test it out on the potential customers. You already know which market you're going to hit. You're going to do the testing on them and you're going to have to interview them. Post-launch as well, you find your market and see how it fits. You've designed it. You've launched the product. Now you're really just, Fine-tuning it and trying to really make the market understand what this is and how is it, where is it going to fit. By the way, if anybody didn't hear or any, there was any, there was a communication issues, please just we can speak up. This isn't uh, any. The, we can stop the stop it and uh, redo it. There's not an issue. But if you have any questions, please write it in the uh, chat so we can come back to it later. Why bother doing user interviews? This is a part that companies neglect big time. Most companies, 99% of companies neglect this part. They're like, hey, well, why, 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 we should, why we should do it? You need to know there's a three Ps into a, having a successful product. And having a successful product means that you'd be able to earn profit. This is quoted by Andreas Woyazaki, who's the head of who used to be an ex-head of Havas and ex-head of Star newspaper. The three P's are people, product, profit, in this order. Who are the people? People are the users. People are the people are the center of your product. If there is no user, there is no product. There then there is no profit. Most companies, the mistake that they do is that they put the two at the top, or they put more, or even worse, they put the three at the top, and therefore they're going to have a hellish time when it comes to the product itself. So because it's going all missing. Everything is missing. You don't know what the people want. You start designing a product willy nilly. You're trying to feed it, feed it to the people, but people are like, "We don't really want this." So therefore, eh, zero product, zero zero profit, done. How do you start this? First, you need to understand for starting a user inter- having a user interview session. You need to have specific objections rather than general. The more specific you be the better it would be because you're trying to hack out certain functionality you're trying to hack out uh, what is your unique selling point what is it that you're trying to really achieve with the app and you what is it that you're causing your app to have problems basically the best thing course of action to do initially is to speak with product owners and managers to narrow down the objectives Um, it's very important for everybody to be on the face of this on the three p's to make sure you're trying to push out something that is really far more user oriented so the so it doesn't affect the rest of the journey through yet you're going to have throughout the product development so you're going to set up the specifics so you know what the goal is when you go to the interview you're not going to go talk about the entire application maybe you will sometimes after lunch but what you're going to do is that you're going to be like all right we have a certain unique selling point and I want to see if this unique selling point for this application like I don't know if it's a, a streaming application is it, is it gonna are people gonna like it are people gonna like monthly subscription you're gonna base all the goals and the interview around the monthly subscription this part recruiting participants now that part is the trickiest part some companies just, handed out to uh, outsourcing manu- outsourcing companies like usertesting.com or userinterviews.com. And what you will gain from that is basically, uh, you have some limited, they're not bad, but you have a bit of a limited uh, option when it comes to data you're going to collect. Uh, but one of the best ways that I found personally is that you connect with the communities through social network you be an active member within those communities, so you're not really faking it. For example, if you're part of a yoga class, or part of a yoga group, and you're having a yoga application, you can't just jump into a Facebook group that is yoga-oriented, and say, hey guys, I want to do this. Try to be active to kind of get a sense so you're not, people don't think you're faking it. The worst thing you can do is to fake it. People are just going to like ditch you. You connect to them and through Discord, Facebook, and Reddit, Uh, or any other social media and try to communicate with them. And then you can basically just send, hey guys, anybody wanna have a talk with me regarding such and such? There are chances people would say yes. There's actually high chances that people would just say, yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk to you about it. I'll have an opinion about it. Another thing to do, you can actually use existing customer database. If you have a product, if you have something that you can use that is like a list of people that you can use, I suggest you use it, see what people like. Amazon did this. When it was growing, Amazon, like Jeff Bezos, was first selling books. Then he just said, send a, Yes? Sorry, did anybody say something? No, no, you can. Okay. Jeff Bezos served, was selling books on Amazon first, and then he sent a thousand emails to 1,000 users, uh, customers, and said, Hey, you know, I just wanna know. If you had a chance to buy something else from us, what would you get? And there were everybody, according to him, told them what they were actually looking for at that very time. So one person was looking for a windshield wiper uh, spare part. Another person was looking for a mattress. It was like, oh, all right. That, so he kind of get the scope of like where this is gonna go and look at Amazon now. One thing I would recommend you to do is that always have the surveys that you can help you filter out. The users. Surfers are great to know who you're dealing with, know that the data you're going to get is concrete. Uh, you don't want to talk about um, an application like uh, Insta- or TikTok or Instagram with somebody like a 70-plus-year-old man, man. Maybe that would be a market in its time, but chances are they're far less active in that area compared to the other people. So you will try to ask like what's their age, what's their habits, specific program that they use, nationality, and you filter accordingly. Determining a location. Now, that one is pretty easy. Don't go to a luxurious place. You you want to have it, assuming if you have it face to face. You, well, thanks to COVID, you can't have that as much. So it will be easier to do it over uh, in a way, in a way it will be easier to do it online, but you have to ask your participant to be somewhere at a certain time in a certain environment and the only downside to that is that it's very dependent on the on the participant what you're going to give if they're going to comply or not one person can be in the middle of the highway or in a car trying to talk to you you can't hear him what's the point but assuming life goes back to normal you want to be in you don't want to be in a crowded place you don't want to be in a luxury place you want the place to be comfortable but not too comfortable and silent so the person can feel like there's a there, So person can feel like you're paying attention and you can actually see what he has, what he or she has to say. What sort of interview style do you need to have? Now what sort of interview style is quite key to it to this? Because I would recommend you go for something as known as a semi structured interview. Semi structured is great. Uh, there's structured, there's semi-structured, there's open structured, but it's like I would recommend you to go for semi-structured. It's the best of both worlds. It's, it is pretty much as what you would think it would be. Semi-structured interviews is, is has a great level of flexibility to you and the interview interviewee because it allows you to you mu- because it allows you to go off the tangents and not be too strict on what the user is trying to say. So if the user has a thought or it reminds of a certain part of the app reminds him of a something of something or something that could be quite crucial to you you can allow him to go and explore that idea and you explore it with him but because of the semi-structure dynamic you can actually easily bring it back to the main journey that you have in mind so here are the four keys that you need to have for semi structure you must have the basics of what you want to ask know the journey you want the interview to interviewee to take. So you'll be guiding and not not it guiding you. You need to be able to guide the interview. Allow to go off on tangents. That is a fantastic way to just explore new ideas. Maybe you have a moment of clarity like oh I got it. This is what I want. And always come back to the main course. Now the major part of this is to how to ask questions. This is the part that people will have more problems with. This is a problem that it actually comes down to having a proper communication with the other individual. How to ask questions. You need to ask open questions. Don't ask anything that is too uh, bizarre to, or too strict. Would you use the old versions or the, or the improved one? Or you don't want to ask something like that. You want to ask like, how do you feel about this? What are you going to get out of this? you don't want it to be like so strict on you don't want to yes and no do you like it or not that's not the question you want to ask you want to ask like how can we improve on this ask about their perception how do you rate your fitness level you are having a fitness app how do you rate your fitness level see what they say what are your thoughts on fitness apps it's pretty general what you will get out of it you kind of get their feeling of like okay Am I on the right track? Is this person into fitness apps at all? Maybe people hate fitness apps and I never knew, but now I just interviewed 40 people and they feel iffy about it. Not that everything is based on the 40 people, but it's enough data for you to actually take a look at like why are people not really fan of fitness apps? How do you feel about trading stocks? If you're having a stock application, how do you feel about doing this? That's the perception, they'll share it. Ask them to show you. You don't want to ask them, you don't want to let them talk to you. Show me how you did that. Show, uh, show how you, you find that something like that. Don't let them like, if you're like, well, you know how I do this is I, I if, the, if you let them just verbally speak to you, you're not going to have as much insight to it. Let them guide you through how they do it. 99% of the time they would love to show it to you, how they did it. Show me how you sent an email. And they'll just show it to you. Don't let them speak only about it. Talk about what is real and be specific. Avoid hyper uh, uh, hypothetical generalization. People think everybody wants. I always ask for recent and more personal examples. Those things that if somebody think like if if you let the person goes like you know what the society needs. Well, the thing is not everybody knows what the society needs. If we know what the wrong what is wrong with this thing in this culture don't let them go of that because it just goes off to this very open on 99 of the time on not proper basis it's just gonna go nowhere for you so avoid that stick with specifics stick with what you want to know stick with what's something that this user himself personally know talk less listen more you're there to listen to them not yourself You don't want you people. I've had this experience doing user interviews, and my colleague, who was also an interviewer, was going was going off this rant basically for like five minutes, and the interviewee never really spoke a word. My colleague was saying something only for himself to hear it. You don't want that. You're there to you're you're paying an incentive to hear the other individual talk. Let them talk. Let them guide you. Take notes after or write bullet points. See how the this is Mark Cuban from Shark Tank. How he's like he's like listening, but then he just takes a small point and goes back to listening. You don't wanna you do not wanna be this during an interview. You do not want to be like this, not paying attention. The user will be like, why is he like not even looking at me? What the hell is this? Why is he like always like looking down? It's gonna feel uncomfortable, you, especially if you kind of go like, "Oh, can you hold up? I need to finish this sentence." <laughs> that is a big no-no. People, person is gonna not, person is not gonna feel comfortable. What you wanna do is that have bullet points to guide you, and you're gonna record the interview. You're gonna let them. You're recording the interview, so you're gonna listen back to it again to transcribe it or to find something that you haven't picked up on yet, and respect their time. You need to respect their time. Know when the time is up. Know when it's over. You don't want to hold them for longer than they should because then they're going to hate you. You don't want that to happen. You Once it's over, once you feel like you've got what you needed and the person is like, you feel like, all right, this is the, end of the, the bottom of the pan, let it go. Let the person finish the work and let the person go off and give them a incentive, thank them for their time, do a recap and finish the meeting. Things to avoid. Now, most people don't avoid 99% of these things, but we have to really be cautious about it. Don't pitch your app, never pitch it. You're not there to pitch it. This is an amazing app. We have this idea for this application that is just gonna blow your mind away. It's gonna actually take, take on Netflix and Twitter at the same time. And you just kind of ramble on and on and on. And the other person will be like, okay, all right. And also you're gonna clutter the other person's mind with all your information and he would be, is gonna cause him to maybe have a bias towards the application because of the amount of information that you just crammed into the person's brain. Don't intimidate the interviewee. Never do that. That's another incident that happened. If you're standing over the guy, if you're standing over the interviewee, And you're like, all right, how do you do this, man? How do you do it? How do you do this? How do you do that? And you're just like breathing down their neck, they're not going to feel good. Sit in front of them, smile, smile in a way that not a fake smile to be like, haha, just a not a smile that's just on your like on your lips, but your eyes are like angry. Smile with your eyes, even if you're not smiling with your mouth, smile with your eyes, let them know feel welcome, slowly nod at them slowly nodding confirmation, absorb their information, make them feel at ease. This one, the person will be like, oh God, Like it's gonna even make them feel like, oh my God, am I doing this wrong? Am I am I not sm- smart enough? That's not gonna go well. Don't ask leading questions. Big no-no, a lot of people do it. Don't do this, it's gonna just ruin the data. Would you use the old version of this improved version? If you're saying this improved version, the term improved is gonna be enough for the person's mind to be like, oh, you said improved. So I guess this one is the better one. That's gonna be tricking tricking the individual. How do you compare this to Insta stories? By having this comparison to something that is already out there, that's gonna cause a bit of a bias in their mind to be like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that one. And their mind is gonna be shifted towards Insta stories. Would you click here to, would you click click here to share? So you're basically, what you're doing by asking that is that you're pointing at something and be like, would you click here to share? No, you don't ask that. You ask, how do you share this? Show me how you share this. How, you, how are you going to share this in your social media? Immediately, people are going to be like, oh, let me show you. Instead of showing them where to click and forcing them basically to click somewhere, they're going to do it for you. Because now they're like, oh, yeah, let me look for the share button. Oh, yeah, there it is. And you're going to have accurate data. Don't be defensive. Yep, this happened. Not fun to watch this go down, especially if like a product owner sometimes get involved in the uh, user interviews. And they say like, oh, I'm always open for feedback. Please tell me what you think about this. And then the second some, somebody says a bit of a criticism towards the application during the interview, and then it's like they get defensive and they actually they actually like bash the other person in a sense. Not like it really a bash, but it's almost like they were like, oh, no, no. You see, the problem is that you it's because this application, we designed it in this sort of a weather and it caused this kind of a look and it's like blah, blah, blah. The interviewee doesn't care about how it happened. That's what the interviewee felt about the app and that is just. It doesn't matter what you were thinking about it. It means that what you were trying to do, it failed. Take it, move on, try to change it. Don't have an argument. Don't try to get back at the interviewee. It's over. Yeah. Don't ask about the future. Never ask about the future. Nobody knows what what will happen in the future. Would you pay for it? Those are the three questions that comes up from product design. Would you pay for it? Would you use this in the future? Nobody knows what they're gonna use it in the future or not. How much will you pay for it? Still, nobody knows. Hypothetical stuff, leave it alone. Nobody cares. Don't do this. It's gonna ruin the data. As good as it may sound, it doesn't serve the data anyway in any possible way. Don't fill in the silence. A lot of people have this issue in general, in and out of life. They just have the problem with silence. When you ask a question and there is some silence in the middle, you try to, people try to immediately explain the question further. Be like, "Ah, what I meant by this question is blah, 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 blah. No, don't let the user think. Ask your question. Don't fill in the silence. Look at how they're going to react. Look at their body language all these cues are going to be there for you to see if the person just kind of goes like his eyes roll up to the top of his head. Like looks, up, looks up to the top, right? As if he's trying to remember something you can pick on that. Most people when they want to remember something, they look at top right of their head. So you can pick on that. And later maybe ask like, what does that make you think about? What did that brought to your mind? Have you experienced anything from this in the past? That's going to be gold for you to capture. Don't be desperate for information. It will come when it comes. No worries. Avoid corporate jargon. now ninety nine percent, not ninety percent. I would say ninety percent of people have no clue what agile means. So if you go to an interview, you be like, hey, yeah, we have you practiced agile methodology here? we're very agile and we we do scrums and stuff. Nobody knows. the interview will be like, what what are what what are agile? He's most probably just gonna not being polite. Like, oh my, their head be like, "What are you talking about, man?" Tips for conversation. Mirroring. Now, this one is pretty essential in the way, not an essential way, but it's a very important point that you can actually use throughout even your life. Repeat a crucial point of the sentence in a question form. customer service experience the interviewee says the customer service experience made me super frustrated man and you you can say instead of asking a bigger question you'd be like oh made you frustrated that's remittering the other individual nine times out of ten this works if you just go to a party and you're trying to chat up people and have a conversation have a deeper conversation with somebody, just try it. Most of you might have even tried it without noticing. It's a very, it causes the other individual to immediately respond back and evaluate more and elaborate more a little bit more on what they were saying. Oh yeah, it made me frustrated because of such and such. And then you can actually repeat it and they will continue go on on this because what you would do by mirroring them, you just made the person know you were listening to them. You took a key part of the sentence, threw it back into their face. And they were like, all right, this person is actually listening to what I'm saying. And they're interested in hearing more. And they will continue on. It's a psychological trick. And I'm not uh, making this up. This is actually being used by uh, FBI hostage negotiator Chris Voss. You can watch his masterclass on on masterclass.com. It's a very, very interesting talk he gives. Uh, that they use this in hostage negotiations to talking with the uh, the terrorists to talk about to try to get them to calm down. They have multiple tricks on trying to get a conversation or a negotiation going and make you benefit from it. So do try it. Do try it everywhere. Be like, just calm. By the way, tone of voice. Don't be super high ex- excited. Don't be. Uh, yeah, what do you think about it? Don't be like sleepy. I'm a little sleepy there. Be calm, be nice, listen to what they have to say, snod and agree. Show excitement if you need to. It's all cool, and just smile and continue the conversation going, and it keeps them on this wavelength with you. Past experience. Ask them. Can you give me an example? Where else have you encountered this? what did you experience tell me something that you've experienced from this before and they have to bring something from their past and like try to elaborate on it something from their own prior experiences and it's very very good ask for clarification hmm can you elaborate on that simple just ask them to elaborate sorry but i didn't understand what you meant by such and such can you clarify it's very cool very cool that people like most probably people love to hear somebody tell them how did you do that people love to hear to be able to explain love to be asked to explain something to teach somebody else to show somebody else how how did you do this man how are you able to do that people love hearing that they most probably will reply back The why how and what why you felt that why you experienced that what caused that experience how did that came out avoid any sort of biases be specific it's not too broad you're not trying to control the narrative in their heads you're allowing them to explore an idea with you and continue on always circle back especially when a semi-structured interview circle back especially you can do this at the towards the end of it you said such and such. You said something. You you pick up something that you want to explore more. And say, you said this. Can you tell me more about this? Very casually, very cool. Just ask them that, and they will probably circle back. And it will, you can probably it's more as I said more close to the end of the whole thing. Extra. You don't know nothing, and you need help. In rare cases of difficult interviewee happens sometimes you maybe you meet somebody from a separate culture maybe you meet somebody who's unconfident maybe you need somebody that needs more inviting needs more encouragement to speak rare case that doesn't mean that their data might be invalid but it's cool for you to be able to catch that data from them you say like you put the interviewee above you 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 you, so now like it's in a way make him feel that they're the one that's controlling the narrative. They're the one that are teaching you something. It goes back to how and why, and pretend to be frustrated. Pretend to be frustrated. Like like, man, like I've I've tried this. Somebody wasn't really. He was more shy. I spoke with an individual who was very introvert and an extremely shy person, and wasn't really responding during an interview. This was a face-to-face interview which really works i just pretended i'm frustrated i was like man uh, man i'm not sure about this application this is a rare case by the way it's never really good to go off this way but do try be like man i'm pretty frustrated with this application to be honest which i don't have any stakes in this but i'm really trying to make this work and then my boss is breathing down my neck can you just help me out with this like tell me what you think about this but then you just Switch back into the questions that you're trying to ask. So the person thinks like they're helping you out. the person like it kind of alarms them. It could actually uh, ta- uh, kind of contaminate the data in a bit. But this is again a rare case. You need to be prepared for it. If somebody is not responsive, you try to get the information out of them somehow, and you're giving them giving their you're giving them an incentive most probably to uh, so you try to make it work for you. As, and the thing is, when you give an incentive, some people just there for the incentive, but you, these tricks needs to be able to kind of pull away, peel back that layer, like I'm here for a job because you said you give me 20 bucks, I'm doing this. You need to peel that away and make them feel like a partner that's like, hey man, can you help me out in this? Can you help me out, make this work? Yeah, You see my boss is sitting there and just like, I really need to be able to tell them something about this. Not fantastic idea, but works in these rare cases. Further readings. Further readings. Do check out user research uh, by Stephanie Marsh, and uh, interviews and qualitative research by Nigel King, Christian Harrocks, and Joanna Brooks. And last one, which is a great one, do recommend you guys to read "Interviewing Users: uh, How to Uncover comp- Compelling." Compelling insights by Stephen uh, Port, uh, Portugal. The I would have loved to be able to cover up something regarding interview analysis, but that's a major subject. It's gonna probably gonna take about another forty-five minutes by itself. So maybe for our next KSS interview, in KSS session, we'll be able to do the uh, data analysis through for user interviews. That's all. Thank you for listening, guys. We're open for questions.